Good morning, and welcome to the Donuts and Divorce podcast, where in the early morning hours, fueled with some strong coffee and donuts, we tackle the hard topics about families going through a separation or divorce. I'm Dorothy O'Neill, your host. I'm a partner and founding member of BOK Law and Mediation Services, located in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where I practice in the field of family law. I also serve as a neutral mediator in divorce and separation cases, and I'm a trained collaborative divorce practitioner, which means I can offer a unique divorce process used to settle cases outside of court, listening to the specific needs of the family. Today's topic stems from an article I wrote about a couple months ago now, and it was about taking control of your divorce story. And I wanted to revisit this topic because I truly believe that creating and framing your divorce story with your ex early in your separation can have such a tremendously positive impact on how the rest of your separation or divorce will play out. So let me set the stage a little bit for what I hear pretty regularly from clients which relates to why couples need a divorce story. And I'm sure it will resonate with at least some of you. So I hear about clients who are wide awake at two o'clock in the morning on any random night, analyzing, reliving, and retracing every step of that last argument with their ex, including the things they said, the things their ex said, the feelings of hearing those harsh words, the fear of what those words really mean, the physical reaction that they're experiencing, including you know increased heart rate, rapid breathing, literally feeling the stress kind of creeping through your bodies. And the sometimes paralyzing reality that they're facing is that they're about to be thrust into this unknown world of divorce or separation. And they're kind of agonizing over that fear, the fear of the unknown. And, you know, what will their lives look like after separation? Where will they live? How often will they see their kids? Can they afford to be on their own? What will people think? What will people say? So this fear and these concerns can really be debilitating to people. But what separating spouses often forget is that no matter what, front their ex is putting on, their ex is also feeling that same fear. So they have something very much in common, but they don't use that to their advantage to make their divorce or separation process, you know, just a little bit more amicable, or at the very least to avoid that really high conflict, volatile divorce that everyone hears about, right? So when I talk to potential clients during our initial consultations, we often dive into those fears and those concerns. And most of the fears that they discuss with me center around that fear of the unknown category. The, you know, I don't want the rug pulled out from underneath me. The, I don't want my name being drugged through the mud. And, you know, I want our issues to just remain private. So I ask my clients or potential clients then, how then do you see your divorce story playing out? And of course, the vast majority of them say, I don't know what you're talking about. What's a divorce story? So what I normally do to explain it is your divorce story 
is how you would like to see your divorce unfold. So if you shifted your focus away from all of that ugliness that has happened up to this point, you know, all of those awful fights, those negative feelings, and if you could visualize your ideal separation from your ex, what would that look like moving forward? And a lot of psychologists and counselors discuss this kind of divorce story exercise with their divorcing clients. And we do it too in the legal field for a number of reasons. I mean, I complete this exercise with my clients to more fully understand their goals and learn what is most important to them. From there, I can help develop potential resolutions and settlement options to meet those goals. But what I have seen is where couples can develop their divorce story together early in the separation process, their divorce tends to go so much smoother and more amicable than not ever discussing or addressing what they want people to know about their separation. So this is honestly a huge choice that couples can make. And obviously the earlier, the better, because if you and your ex can decide, okay, this is what we're going to tell people. This is how we're going to act. And this is what our children are going to see. You have then taken control of your divorce and simultaneously alleviated the vast majority of those fears of the unknown. So how do you do it? How do you create your own divorce story with your ex? There are so many ways to construct a divorce story, but I wanted to discuss, you know, at least four important considerations. And we'll go into a little bit more detail of each, but to start, the first is what story will you tell your family and friends? The second is what story will you tell your children? The third is what will your divorce procedure be? And the fourth is what will your co-parenting relationship look like? So let's dive in just a little bit more into each and every one of these. So the first is what story will you tell your family and friends? And again, in my experience, the best outcomes arise from exes working together early to develop their narrative, just a few sentences that they're going to tell everyone. Doing this can alleviate the fear of what the other spouse or your ex is telling everyone else, right? So for example, here's one I've seen or something similar to it. You could say, we've been having issues for quite some time now. We've exhausted our resources. We've done the counseling thing. And ultimately, we've agreed that, hey, we gave it our best shot. We're going to separate, but we don't want it to get ugly. We want to work together to co-parent and focus on the kids moving forward. That is really all you need to say. Anything else is, quite frankly, no one's business. So you're seizing control early in the separation and sticking to that mutual narrative. And by doing that, you're possibly canceling out a large number of other influences from family and friends that, you know, despite their good intentions, can often just add fuel to the fire and lead to even more conflict through the divorce or separation. So choose what few sentences the both of you will tell your respective family and friends. And above all, you need to stick to it. 
And to be honest, this is true even in situations where one spouse did something like, for instance, cheating and where the other spouse may just really want to tell the world so they feel justified in the divorce that, hey, it wasn't me, it was him or it was her. Just remember that if something like that gets out, you may very well feel justified in that moment, but then what? The story doesn't disappear. It's always going to hang over your head. And what if your kids hear about it? What if they're teased or humiliated at school over it? How would you feel then? When the public hears some juicy tidbit, and in this day and age, we all know that it doesn't stay just exactly as how you tell it. It's like kind of like the telephone game, right? They add to it. It becomes more dramatic and more scandalous to the point of not even being the original story. That's why the less you tell people, usually the better. And honestly, if you think about it, that's why actors and actresses and high net worth individuals kind of get away with just jointly telling the public, hey, we're divorcing. We'd appreciate your respect as we work through the details. It's never, well, he did this or she did that or airing their dirty laundry. It's, it's just, we're divorcing. It is what it is. We're focusing on the future. Now, please don't get me wrong. By all means, I do think that you should seek out a counselor and talk through these emotions that you're having as a result of your divorce and separation. I am certainly not telling you to suppress your feelings or not to be mad or not to be hurt. You do need to talk about this stuff, but my suggestion is to talk with a counselor about it where you know the conversation will be private and confidential and you'll get some really good feedback and resources to help you wade through these emotions as opposed to venting to your family and close friends who often kind of just get you even more worked up, right? Because that's how they know how to process it themselves, right? They come to the aid of their dear friend or family member by saying what a terrible person the other is. So I'm just saying it's not always helpful And often, you know, just venting to family and friends and telling them all the details can sometimes make things worse. The second part of this, uh, and the second part I want to address is, scratch that, Jess. Number two, what story will you tell your children? Similar to the narrative you will tell friends and family, you and your ex should create a mutual narrative for your children. What you say is important, but how you say it and when you say it is equally important. So if one parent talks to the children separately from the other parent and the narratives are different between the parents, the children are going to pick up on that and it may actually make them anxious as to what the truth or what the real story is. So a better practice could be sitting the children down together, keeping calm, sharing the agreed upon narrative, allowing their reaction and reinforcing your love for them. That shows the children that you and your ex are putting them first and are dedicated to working together for their benefit. And remember that kids are smart, right? Sometimes smarter than what we want them to be. And They pick up on a lot, including tension between parents. So more than likely, they know something is going on 
and they're going to have questions about it. So give them an answer, but make it an appropriate answer, okay? I tell clients all the time, you can't really avoid these discussions with your children, particularly older children, because one, they're going to ask, right? But also having these discussions could really help minimize the negative impacts from the divorce or separation on them. And obviously there's a healthy way to do this and an unhealthy way to do this. So if you need help knowing what to say or not to say to your kids and and talking to them about the separation, really seek out a counselor or psychologist to help you with that because they can be a valuable resource in that arena. Number three, what will your divorce procedure be? So this is really gauging the temperature, right? Are you going to fight about every penny and every detail in court? Or will you choose an out-of-court alternative to kind of sit down together and make the decisions necessary to unravel your lives and basically focus on formulating the plan? I always encourage potential clients to explore alternative options to settle their divorce cases. In my experience, going to court almost always heightens the emotions involved because you're basically pleading your case to a judge and asking the judge to choose you, choose your story and your position over your exes. Using alternative settlement options like mediation and the collaborative divorce process eliminates a judge in the room completely. So you can shift your focus off of that and and appearing to be the right one in front of the judge. And rather, it allows parties to focus on the logistics of the divorce and just focus on how their lives will look post-divorce. We don't need to play the blame game. We can just focus on what do we each need to move forward. Number four, what will your... Number four, what will your co-parenting relationship look like? So most couples do not realize that they have to create an entirely new relationship with their ex after they separate. And I've talked about it before on the podcast. That's a co-parenting relationship. How will they act at school functions? Will they sit together? Will they sit apart? Who will take the kids to doctor's appointments? Will they each share the extracurricular activity responsibilities? How will they ensure homework is completed when the kids are splitting time between each parent's household? So there are a number of questions that need to be answered. And often parents just have no idea how to do this. And again, don't get me wrong. That's actually quite normal. There's no guidebook on these things. But, you know, attorneys and counselors can provide tools and resources to help parents get on the same page with this new venture and tackle a lot of the issues and tackle a lot of the issues that can pop up down the road. But this is so incredibly important to really lay the proper groundwork early. Studies have shown that if you can limit the negative impact of divorce or separation on your children, you will limit or potentially eliminate the increased risk of mental health issues or even physical ailments down the road for your kids. I mean, that in and and of itself has to motivate you no matter what your ego is kind of begging you to do in this situation. So I would just say, do it for them um, because that's, it's worth it. It's worth it to make sure that they're going to be okay. So look, 
this is not easy stuff to do. And I get it, especially because I'm telling you do it early on in the process. Often that's when emotions are the highest. Um, But for, you know, I understand that a number of couples, the last conversation that you've had with one another was potentially a screaming match where maybe one of you said, that's it. We're done. You'll hear from my lawyer. Don't speak to me again. You'll see what happens to you when a judge hears what I have to say, you know, or something along those lines. But if you can just have that extra conversation and say, okay, let's just pump the brakes here for one second and discuss how to address these very important aspects of your pending divorce and separation, you really do have the ability to completely change the course of your divorce and realize that there really is no set blueprint for divorce. Since each family is unique, believe it or not, each divorce is unique. So just because something worked for your neighbor's cousin's best friend doesn't mean it's going to work for you. But taking early control of how your divorce story unfolds together allows each person to approach the separation with less defensiveness and more focus on the future. So again, creating your divorce story allows you to take control of how your divorce will unfold. Thank you for listening to the Donuts and Divorce podcast. If you have a question or comment, please feel free to email me your feedback at doneal at boklawfirm.com. I do make every attempt to read everything, but I can't necessarily respond directly to you. I may use your questions and comments as inspiration for new shows. Remember that the Donuts and Divorce podcast is intended as a general reference and is considered general advertising. Any listener should check for changes in any applicable laws and should consult with an attorney on any legal issue. No attorney-client relationship is formed by listening or participating in this podcast. The information provided does not constitute legal advice and any thoughts or commentary by the podcasting lawyers is provided as a service to the community and does not constitute solicitation or legal advice. Any information provided is on an as-is basis and the lawyer and law firm make no warranties and disclaims all liabilities for damages resulting from its use. Nothing provided in the podcast should be considered a substitute for advice of competent legal counsel. And in the event the podcast receives emails about the subject matter, no attorney-client relationship is created via that email communication. Thank you. Thank you.